Hi, this is Keith, and welcome to Klezmer Podcast 117 for November 19th, 2014. The website is klezmerpodcast.com, and you can write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. You can also find Klezmer Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, MySpace, Last.fm, and Google+. Also, you can find the Klezmer Podcast monthly playlist on Spotify. My guest on this episode of the podcast is Brigga Deicher from the band Brigga, based in Montreal. I caught up with Brigga at the Ashkenaz Festival in Toronto, and this interview was recorded on August 31st, 2014. So here now is my interview with Brigga. Hi, this is Keith with Klezmer Podcast, live from Ashkenaz Fest 2014 in Toronto, Ontario. And I'm very happy to have uh, Riga Dicer with me from the band Briga. Couldn't come up with anything original. <laughs> Welcome to Klezmer Podcast. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> we have not met before. No, it's really, it's really like we met five minutes ago. It's so cool. I love it. <laughs> So uh, you just finished your your show, a wonderful Plesber Balkan, Serbian, Romanian, slow stuff, fast stuff, um, every every Balkan genre, and uh, you're a wonderful violinist, and your band is fantastic as well. Plus, uh, you performed with Jeff Burner last night, some uh, punk Klezmer. <laughs> I, how do you go between doing his material and your own? It's it's a pretty vast uh, difference. Yeah, it's like a total. I would even say a total personality change, like for sure. Like um, I spent um, most of the week actually hanging out with Jeff and learning his stuff and preparing. We're going to be recording what we performed on. Wait, the- wait a minute! You learned this stuff in a week. Yeah, whatever. More or less. <laughs> yeah. Well, like it, I mean, like. Yeah, <laughs> but we learned it really quickly. It's pretty impressive. Oh, thanks. <laughs> we learned it like just. Uh, I think Michael Winograd played with you. I think he was learning it as he was playing it. That's it, actually, because you know he had. I had the misfortune of showing up on Wednesday. He had the fortune of showing up the day before, so <laughs> he had less time and more to learn. <laughs> I had too much time and 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 less to learn, but it's all good. <laughs> but it was a yeah, it was a total blast. Like, um, anyways, so I, I was swimming in the in the waters of Jeff Burner. And, and Klezmer Punk, and I had to like kind of forget my stuff, and then uh, you know, and then I was like, oh yeah, I have a band that's like on the road right now. While we're playing, I'm playing with Jeff Burner. At one moment, I was like, oh right, there's this band. It's really far away. This band, like guys, play with me, and I'm gonna shift into Briga tomorrow, and I'm gonna I'm gonna play my stuff. Do I remember my stuff? And then I was like, oh wait a minute, I have to remember Jeff's stuff. It's more important right now. So don't play your stuff in Jeff's style, right? It's like. <laughs> Yeah, sure. You, you can do that by mistake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think there was a moment where it happened, like at the in the at the the summer dress song, which is in eleven. I kind of let my Vulcan, you know, colors come out, and I was like, whoa, 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 Plasma Punk, get it straight. So yeah, I hope it didn't bother anyone. <laughs> so uh, uh, tell me a little bit about your musical uh, training and, and background, because uh, 
obviously you, you've learned all the styles. <laughs> Basically, um, music was like fr comes from my father's side of the family. My father was a violinist and a pianist, and my grandma, um, my baba on my my dad's side, she was a concert pianist till the Second World War in Poland. And so um, my father really insisted on bringing music to the family. We had a piano at home, and my brother, my sister, and I we all started learning the violin when we were like four years old. And so we started off with the classical school of music, and uh, my dad would play these kind of old world songs on the piano to put us to sleep at night. These songs that we wouldn't really hear on the radio, but we just kind of, you know, so we were really swimming in these. He played like, now I know what they are, but before I didn't know what they were. So they were like old Russian Jewish tunes, they were like Polish songs, there was some stuff from Romania, there was also some Balkan stuff, and then, you know, he was a hopeless romantic, so he had some French stuff thrown in there too, and some Aznavu, you know, so like a little, a potpourri of, of a lot of stuff, and, and uh, you know, it didn't really, I didn't think it influenced me, but later on in my life when I um, I was, I'm the only one who continued to play the violin. My brother and my sister moved on to other stuff. Um, but then I started, uh, I was always kind of going towards the music that, from Eastern Europe. I was always drawn to it and I was always playing it and I didn't even really figure out why. And then I got picked up by this like uh, Serbian, uh, Serbo-Croatian band called the Gypsies of Sarajevo. And uh, they started playing all these songs that I knew, but I just didn't know what they were. And, and so that, that's where I kind of realized that uh, my father was playing these songs and that that was part of his repertoire too and I think at the end of the day it's kind of funny because just telling you this I realized on stage what I just did was exactly that a potpourri of like so many different genres and styles and how just this shows also how like I mean a music of a diaspora is so heavily influenced by where the diaspora finds itself that you know you end up sort of keeping some of your roots but also appropriating the new sounds and so you're hearing these geographical locations kind of echoing away um, and sometimes they take more precedent as an influence and sometimes they they, they they hide away but so yeah my music really explores that for sure because you, you have a way of doing you know completely traditional stuff and then you throw in kind of the funky Balkan stuff as a, a change up and the band does a great job of, of blending all that together yeah, no, I'm really lucky the guys put up with me, man. I like. Let's How, do how'd you find them, actually? <laughs> um, well, I was playing as a sideman for years in so many different projects, and then I wanted to start my own project. And I really kind of asked myself a question of, like, who should I work with? And I was like, kind of looking around at like other band leaders and like who they were choosing to work with. And one of the things that was like really popular um, in my in my community or my group of friends or whatever was that they were they weren't necessarily choosing. Uh, people that they enjoyed spending time with. They were choosing big name musicians or like, they kind of almost like I'm going to work with this guy even though he's a jerk because he's got a big name and oh and I heard he's really good even though like, you know, so people were working with each other and like not really enjoying each other's like company. They were just like, you know, trash talking each other off the stage and then getting on stage begrudgingly working together making magic on stage but then the moment they were off stage it was like like I wouldn't be caught dead with that guy and I was like oh my god so how can you tour with someone like that anyways so I, I decided to like just go on gut feeling go first off I want to work with people that I think are cool that I really like that I respect and that really um, I know that they will Put themselves or invest themselves in the project and that they you know and and we'll see where it goes so it was totally like a a bit of a 
un- unwise. Like a lot of people were like, "You're working with a bunch of nobodies," and I was like, "Well, I'm a nobody too. So what does it what does it matter? Like we're gonna just be a bunch of nobodies together, and hopefully we'll make good music." And I mean, I feel really lucky. It's been six years. So the music speaks for itself. Yeah, and it's been six years, and we're playing still together after six years. And look, we change. Like you know, some guys have the fam- families now, and like people grow up and people evolve. But even then, I want to keep it elastic enough that you know, even the project is elastic enough that even when we change, we can still come back and and add that change to the music too. You know, yeah. That's great. So. Uh you mentioned you have uh, an album. Is that your first album, or how many? How many have I missed out on already? <laughs> I just released the third album, <laughs> um, and the third album is called Wake. And in it, it uh, stretches out from the Balkan sound to incorporating some Judeo-Arabic string arrangements, which you didn't necessarily hear on stage today. But there were definitely influences you probably heard, anyways, in my violin playing and some of the percussion and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it's called Wake. And then the album. Uh, two years ago was called Turbo Folk Stories and that was really just purely purely swimming in the waters of Balkan music and really I, it came it happened after I toured with a violinist by the name of Georgi Yanev and I toured Bulgaria and played like a lot of Roma weddings and played in Roma villages and, and he kind of like is the guy who showed me how to play in the Bulgarian style and then the first album I ever released, if we move back now to about five years ago, was called Diaspora. And it was an album, kind of like a debut album, where you're kind of exploring this idea of what is a diaspora? Who am I as a diaspora? Who are we as a diaspora? Um, and it's funny, too, because I would say that the word diaspora... Um, it's slowly fading away. It's becoming an old world word because I think now with the, the, the state of Israel and, and having a sense of, of nationalism, um, things are changing. Like Because diaspora was a word that was always attributed to not really having a sense of nationalism. So it's kind of funny. I look at the but, album and I but, think it might be a bit old. <laughs> but, but now it, it, it's kind of a general term for any immigrant community, yeah. you know, uh, I've heard of the you know, Ethiopian diaspora yeah. and... and uh, you could apply that to almost any any nationality, right? Yeah, totally. And, and it also is a play of words on that because it really does explore like the idea. Like um, I had a couple guest musicians on there who were part of the Bulgarian diaspora, the Serbian diaspora, and and even ourselves, like Elix Noel, like the keyboard and accordion player. You know, he's Haitian diaspora. You know, and and uh, and we have Martin, which you were interested in meeting, which I we're still looking for him, but he has a way of uh, disappearing when we need to we need him. Um, but he's he's our topan player, and you know, he's Hungarian diaspora. And you have Takfarinas Kishu, who's a Algerian diaspora, you know, like, um, I should say, of their of those this descent. My point being is that we're trying to sort of celebrate that kind of interculturalness as well and the differences in the group, you know. So, yeah, getting back to him, tell me about a drum playing violinist or a violin playing drummer. I don't know which which is which. He's good on both. It's really annoying. <laughs> I, I I decided to like surround myself with people who are more talented than me because I figured they could save my butt. <laughs> but I'm really lucky. Like Martin is like a multi instrumentalist. He, he he was playing great drums and then he stands up and plays great Balkan fiddle with you. And I'm like is that a third guy, a sixth guy? Oh, wait, where'd the drummer go? I, I didn't even catch that he 
left the drums and picked up the violin. I know it's so crazy. It makes people. It makes us all sick. No? <laughs> but actually, it's so funny because he started off um, in school and he studied uh, violin at first. When he then he wanted to be in marching band. Exactly it. He wanted to be. You know, it's true. He wanted to <laughs> leave classical music school, the Royal Conservatory of Music, and he wanted to join the marching band. Um, and he ended up actually um, doing his um, university studies in percussion. But the violin, he always kept as an influence, and, and yeah, he kept obviously. I mean, he had playing it in certain projects, and he's really, really good at playing traditional Quebecois folk music as well. Like, and uh, yeah, he's a super talented guy. He plays everything. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> wow, it, I, I, I wish you could find him. I, I'd love to speak with him. Uh, if we find him later, we'll I'll, we'll we'll add something onto this. Um, <laughs> So then tell me about your singing, because you're singing in, I'm not sure what language, and I imagine you sing in some Yiddish and French, also, you just sing a little bit in French, um, but uh, t- tell me about uh, the different languages you were using. I'm singing mostly in French and English. Um, there are There's a little bit of Yiddish, um, uh, well there's only two words in Yiddish, <laughs> um, <laughs> And actually, it's like half Yiddish and half Hebrew, but like it would be like a maybe like more of a Hasidim Yiddish. So Zulich means uh, to light, or I think uh, in a more of a German Yiddish, it's like Finenstein. I could be wrong. I'm sorry. I really, my Yiddish is not good, so please do not take these words as a truth. And I will be gladly, if you feel like uh, calling me and correcting me on my Yiddish, I'm open to, 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 to constructive criticism. Anyways, but Choshech um, in Hebrew is darkness. Choshech. It was with a bit of an accent <laughs> from where, where we, we come from. Uh, so yeah, darkness to light. And I was singing also in Serbo-Croatian. Uh, the last song, Night of the Officers Club, I lament to Peja about why he does not eat the pita bread I make. <laughs> in Serbian. <laughs> that almost seems like it could be a Jeff Burner song. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. He's rubbing off on you a little yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, uh, Jeff Burner um, is, was a great influence on my writing uh, on the album Turbo Folk Stories, which is Night at the Officers Club song was taken from that. So I toured extensively with Jeff Burner in 2011. Yep. We toured, um, I think, about seven countries in Europe. And while we were touring, it was just after I finished my touring in Bulgaria with uh, Georgianov. So I wrote most of Turbo Folk Stories, like half of Turbo Folk Stories was while written. You're there. Yeah, they were written in Bulgaria and also written on tour with Jeff. So definitely, the, like that kind of the edgy. Li- if there's any edginess to my lyrics, I'm blaming it on Jeff Burner. <laughs> I actually thanking him for it. <laughs> I, I I need to catch up to him. I, I really enjoyed all the stuff he do, he does from last night, and uh, I, I I spoke to him briefly last night. So Jeff, if you're listening to this, uh, I'm still looking for you. <laughs> I will find you. He will right. find you. I will hunt you down and ask you questions. <laughs> um, so, so bring it. Uh, if people want to find out more about you and your band and the three albums that I've already missed, um, where, can, where can they find more about you? Um, you can just uh, go to www.brigamusic.com. That's B-R-I-G-A music, M-U-S-I-C.com. And you can uh, type in Briga Music on Google. You'll find a YouTube channel. You'll find Facebook. You'll find Twitter. You'll find all of those uh, accessories on the Internet. Um, and you can listen to some of the music, too. And actually, I'll give you a download card so you can if you want to play some of the music on air you're more than welcome to absolutely if you have a, tra- a favorite track you'd like me to include you know 
uh, let me know which one. It's great. Sure. Um, maybe I'll plug um, Filipov Tsikuchek because Filipov Tsikuchek, which is the second song on, on uh, the Wake album, the new release, uh, I wrote it. Um, Filipovsky is a, 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 well, a Roma a ghetto just outside of uh, Sofia. Uh, in Bulgaria and uh, we would go there and we would play weddings there and it was absolutely amazing but really like I mean cab drivers didn't want to drive me there and it was like going to the untouchable village there's so much segregation that was hap- that is happening there and it's funny because I know that once upon a time we as Jews suffered that segregation and and now you know there's other people who are suffering that segregation so I just I wrote it in honor of the people of, of Filipovsi because they know how to live and they live life well and they're happy and they're sweet and they're kind. And the fact that we still have segregation due to like misunderstanding and fear and hatred is such a shame in this world. But anyway, so I wrote a song for them just to sort of say, hey, Shepo, you guys rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Terrific. All right. Well, uh Thank you so much for uh, taking a few minutes out of the festival and in the middle of the air show (laughs) to uh, visit with me for Closer Podcast. We appreciate it very much. Merci beaucoup. And uh, I hope you you can come to Los Angeles sometime. Thank you. Merci beaucoup à toi.
Secular, the drummer and band leader for Metropolitan Klezmer and Isle of Klezbos, and you are listening to klezmerpodcast.com. All right, I'm back. That was my interview with Brigga, and the track we heard was Filipozzi Gucek from her album Wake. I'd like to thank Brigga very much for taking the time from her busy festival schedule to uh, speak with me. And also like to thank her for providing the track for us to listen to. Again, the website is klezmerpodcast.com. And if you have any questions, comments, suggestions, or if you have a band that would like to appear or have your music played on the podcast, or if you have a recent or soon-to-be-released album you'd like me to review, please write to me at keith at klezmerpodcast.com. The music heard on Klezmer Podcast is for promotional purposes only and is used with permission. So that's about it for Klezmer Podcast 117. Thanks for listening. Please stay subscribed. Tell your friends. And until next time, bye for now.